It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, a very, 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 very happy tidings, happy congratulations to our guy, Devin Kennedy, back on the floor, getting buckets for the Lakeland Magic. Devin, congratulations on making your way back. We're so excited to have you back on the court, and hopefully, 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 we'll be seeing you soon back on an NBA court, my man. Let's get to it. The Magic and the Bulls, a tale as old as time. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is February 2nd, 2022. My name is Phil Rossmark. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk all about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Chicago Bulls. What happened? What went right? The rising stars that showed out and the youth that did as well. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're whether you're listening to us right when we upload after you watch the book of Boba Fett, well, like I like I did. Um, whether you're listening to us at lunch, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, we're available wherever you download podcasts as well as streaming on YouTube. We've hit 300 subscribers. Woo! Um, I am planning something special for the trade deadline. Uh, not in honor of that, but because it's a trade deadline, but. Uh, we, we're very thankful for our for our subscribers on YouTube. Remember, you can also check us out on YouTube if you have not done so already. Lots of ways to consume our content. But let's talk about the Orlando Magic's loss to Chicago Bulls, a 126-115 loss that um, is both filled with a lot of positives and full of a lot of negatives. Um, you know, I, I, I you hear me say, like, several things about the way the NBA season is constructed. I've watched enough NBA seasons. I've covered enough NBA seasons, listened to enough coaches to kind of get a sense of, of what's really valuable and what matters in a regular NBA season. Um, the regular season is a different animal. Um, you know, I've had a few arguments with people about the Magic's January numbers and, and, and some of that stuff. Um, and, and, you know, they, 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 they try to put, there's this, there's this one guy who keeps arguing to me that, that you know you, the January numbers don't mean much because guys were missing and 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 all that stuff. And I'd be like, that's that's the regular season. Um, players miss time. Players sit out games, whether they're choosing to sit out the Magic or not. Regardless, the Magic did the job. They 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 put they put up the numbers. They did the thing that that they that they did. Um, the NBA, the regular season especially, is about consistency. And 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 I say this all the time. The really good teams know what they do well, even on their bad nights. Um, and so let's put it squarely. Tuesday night was a bad night for the Orlando Magic. 
This is a team that's built itself on its defense. Um, that's prided itself or tried to pride itself, tried to build its reputation, build its uh, mentality on the defensive end. And the Magic did not defend a lick for three quarters on Tuesday night. Um, as good as the Magic were defensively at home, it did not travel. And to me, that's really, really concerning. Or That's something that should be concerning or should be a point of focus heading into tonight's game against the Indiana Pacers. Defense is supposed to travel. You're supposed to be good enough defensively to play it anywhere, and it's enough to keep you in games. That's what kept the Magic in a lot of games throughout January was their defense was so good or was good enough that if their offense just had a little bit of a spark, if the offense played like it did last night, they would win plenty of games. And again, these are all important lessons. As Jamal Mosley says, each loss, each opportunity is a lesson for this young group. And so, no, you know, if, if, if this were a playoff team, if this were last year's team, I'd be sitting here very upset about last night's loss. I'd be sitting here, you know, saying this is not acceptable. This is not the way this is. This is not the, 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 the way that this magic team plays. This is not what this magic team does, but because we're dealing with the development year, because we're dealing with a team that has to go through some of these growing pains and learn some of these lessons. And like I said yesterday, now we're dealing with a team that's no longer making bad team mistakes, but making young team mistakes. And this was very much a young team mistake. This is very much a team, a young team that got sucked in to the vortex of scoring. Now, fortunately for the Magic, they were able to keep up. And so, you know, we, we weigh the negatives on one hand and the positives on the other. That was a huge positive for the Magic in this game is their offense was flowing. Their offense was playing really, really well. As bad as they were defensively, their offense kept them in the game. And at the end of the day, defense is relative. Uh, you know, I, I, I say that too. Defense is relative. Your defense is really, are you able to get more stops than the other team? Are you able to keep the other team from scoring um, and, and do and do things that way? That That's really what defense is about. That's really what um, this whole thing, that's really what this whole thing is, is about. And and that's what the Magic did um, throughout this this game was they 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 found enough pockets of defense to get their offense back in the game. Um, I think the Magic have done a really good job over the last few weeks pushing their pace, getting their pace up, looking to break even on makes, just looking to advance the ball up the floor quicker. Um, we heard Jamal Mosley talk a lot about his 21 offense. He wants to he wants to uh, the offense initiated within three or four seconds of the shot clock. We haven't seen a lot of that this year. But more and more, we're seeing that develop over the course of the season. And it's a big reason why the Magic were able to stay in this game is despite their defensive stops, this team never got discouraged. They kept the ball moving. They kept getting in the paint. They, they weren't getting to the foul line, but they kept scoring. They kept the pressure on the Bulls to keep up their pace. And, and obviously, I think that that kind of builds on itself. Um, You see this a lot, a lot among teams where, you know, once one team gets going and the other team gets going scoring – Defenses are just kind of hands off. There's not much they can do. Um, you know, again, good de- good offense will be good defense in this league. Demar Derozan hit plenty of tough shots. Zach Levine hit plenty of tough shots. There's a lot of easy ones in there too um, that the Magic will have to clean up and have to be better at defensively. But overall, the Magic defense wasn't good enough, but the offense stayed with it. So what happened at the end of the game then? What happened? Well, Orlando's offense finally gave way. The Magic were down by 13 early in the fourth quarter. It did look like Chicago was finally going to pull away from this plucky Magic team. And again, give the Magic all the credit in the world for fighting, even while not playing their best this this game. Again, their defense just was not good enough for them to win games. Um, But the Magic gave themselves the opportunity to win because Orlando went on a 10-0 run in the middle of the the fourth quarter that tied the game at 113. 
But with about five and a half minutes left, it all fell apart. The bottom just dropped out on them. The Magic were no longer able to score. This is where our pace really, really mattered. This is where the pace of the game really, really changed. It didn't really change, but it finally got to the Magic. Chicago was always in control of this game. Chicago was always the one dictating this game. Chicago's defense is not great. Their offense is really good. They know that they can outscore some teams, especially a team like the Magic. Um, and so they were able to kind of keep a, a frenetic pace up that Orlando you know, was able to keep up with for 43 minutes, 44 minutes in this game. But ultimately, the Bulls were able to close this one out. Over the final five and a half, five minutes or so, they go on an 11-0 run. They close this game out, and they dominate it uh, to, to the finish. They dominate it to the end and, uh, and end up winning by 11 points, obviously. It was a, a, a 13-2 run. I believe it was also an 11-0 run. Um, the Magic just were not able to get shots up, and you could just kind of see that the frustration growing a little bit. You could see um, the team trying to do the right things. Again, it's 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 not about intention. They were getting – they missed some open shots. Um, they were able to get in the paint. They weren't able to get fouls. Those led to kind of some quick run outs, some secondary transitions. Um, and the Bulls were able to kind of close the door on this on this game. Stuff happens. Like I said, not bad team mistakes anymore. This team isn't isn't turning the ball over a ton. Um, this team isn't just isn't losing for lack of effort. Um, they're young team mistakes right now. This game came down to tempo, came down to who was controlling the pace of the game, came down to the poise at the end. And the Magic have shown some good poise late in games, but certainly on the road in this kind of environment where you got to really dig deep and and get those stops. The Magic were unable to get the stops. And yes, Chicago hit some tough shots that, that felt very backbreaking and finally, finally kind of killed the spirit of this team. Other factors in this game, of course, there were some early turnovers. There's a lot of offensive rebounds given up, a lot of fouls. Again, those have been a continuous problem here for the last few for the last week or so. Um, the Magic, again, just defensively, just were not good enough to win. But like I said before, it is a positive sign that even though the Magic's defense was not good enough to win, they still stayed in the game. Like I said, the NBA regular season is about what can you do on your worst nights. This was a bad night for the Orlando Magic. This was a bad game um, in a lot of respects for this team. There's going to be a lot that they're going to point to say, if we do that, we win. I mean, Wendell Carter, I think, said after the game, um, if we hit a couple of key threes, if we uh, get some of those rebounds, if we don't foul, if we cut our fouls and our offensive rebounds in half, we win this game. We're dealing now with not a team that's getting blown out because they're not good enough to win. We're dealing with a team that is good enough to win, that can point to and say, these are the things we need to do to win. And now these are things that are in our control that we can fix. Um, I would argue for much of the game, Chicago was first to a lot of loose balls. They were first to first to a lot of those bell plays that that, that Mosley likes to talk about. Um, that cannot happen. That That is not acceptable for this team. And, and, and Orlando still had a chance to win the game. The beauty of the NBA it's always another game. The Magic will be back in action against the Indiana Pacers on Wednesday. We'll talk a little bit more about what the Magic's rising stars did, as well as go through the box score here coming up in just a moment. But before we do that, all right, NBA fans, if you're looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA, then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. I played a prize picks last night, and and I was if I seem a little upset with the magic, it's because the magic cost me my prize pick. Here's 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 my group. Here's here's the entries that I had. I had Wendell Carter over under thirteen and a half points. He had eleven in the first quarter. I felt really good about that. I took James Harden over under twenty six and a half points. 
That one fell short. James Harden struggling toward the end of that game. I didn't realize he was coming back from injury. Got to know your stuff. I took Nikola Vucevic under 11 and a half rebounds. He had 12. Oh, if the Magic hadn't missed so many shots late, I would have hit my money. I would have gotten some cash. I would have won my entry on prize picks. Prize picks is so easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. And yeah, those numbers may seem like slam dunks, but they can be very, 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 very difficult. But it's a lot of fun watching the games. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize picks offers a variety of options. Prize picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds and even steals. Prize picks even allows mixed sports entries. So if you want to add some Super Bowl entries, you want to add some college basketball to your NBA play picks, you absolutely can do that. And prize picks doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on the college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and a whole lot more. For a limited time, PrizePix has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first PrizePix entry scores a single point. But you must use code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to Locked On fans. Sign up today and use code NBA. For $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Be sure to check out prize picks today. It's a lot of fun, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Today's podcast also brought to you by TurboTax. You know, people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Your taxes are really just your story of the year. They tell the story. We all have unique lives, and whether you invested in crypto for the first time this year own an up-and-coming small business, or are raising rambunctious twins. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without even leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need, and if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them, and they'll do it all for you. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. So visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Intuit TurboTax Live. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether we're your first listen of the day uh, or whether you're listening to us at lunch on break, whenever. We're truly happy that you make Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Don't forget, though, we are just eight days away from the NBA trade deadline. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time. And the Locked On NBA podcast is going to have you covered live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move, subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. The Orlando Magic fall to the Chicago Bulls 126-115 to 115 in a game that was probably not as wide of a margin as, as the final margin. Like I said, I, I thought the Magic did a lot of really good things. Um, even though they didn't play their best game, even though they didn't play a great defensive game or the, the kind of defense that we know they're capable of, the no, way 
that we know they have to play consistently if they're going to win games. Um, they did enough to stay in the game, and I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, again, sometimes you just have to find a way to stay in a game. You can, you can look at the numbers. You can look at the trends. You can look at what the team is typically good at, and some nights they're just not good at that. Sometimes they're just not going to be good enough at it. Um, let's run through those final scores for you. Wendell Carter in his return to Chicago, 24 points, 11 for 15 shooting, eight rebounds, six assists. Um, Wendell Carter, just really good. You could tell he was on it from the start. He had 11 points in the first quarter. Um, just really good, just finding pockets in the defense. Um, just doing the things that Wendell Carter does. Um, you know, this offense works so well with Wendell in there. He just does so many really good things, um, that, that just don't show up on a box score, whether it's a screen, whether it's a good high post pass, whether it's, um, just whether whether it's a high post pass, whether it's just just being in the right spots and being available for his teammates. Um, I love the game that I love. I love watching Wendell Carter play. To be perfectly honest, I think he's a really fantastic find and a really fantastic player. And 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 you know he's continued to get better. And this has been by far his best season of his career. You can tell there's just a little extra layer of aggression and, and, and desire to 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 have a, a strong season. Um, Franz Wagner. 22 points, 9 for 16, shooting 3 for 5 from deep. Um, I don't know what more we can say about Franz. Um, the guy offensively just gets it. Um, you know, he just knows how to get into his spots. He knows how to get into the lane. He knows how to de decelerate to get the defense off balance. He just does everything so well. Um, and, and, and I think that's just... I, I just I, I am always just blown away by just how in control he feels. I mean, I talk a lot about pace in this game and how and how the Bulls were able to speed up the magic a little bit and, and play at that faster pace and play to more frenetic, you know, kind of back and forth pace that the magic maybe don't want to get in. The magic just never feel in felt in control. Um Franz Wagner always feels in control. Now there's still some moments where he gets stuck, you know, trying to do some of his moves and and gets trapped and has to throw up a, a, a bad shot or, or do something like that. But over more often than not, he is getting in the lane. He's just able to just like keep his opponents off balance. That three-point shot's coming along. This kid is really, really good. Just just really, really, really good. And, and, and that's, a, that's really the best way to describe him. Cole Anthony, 20 points, 7 for 16 shooting, 2 for 3 from deep, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. That's kind of the best, uh, best and most efficient game Cole Anthony's had in a while. I know he didn't shoot 50% from the floor, but making a couple threes, Made a bunch of really nice plays. Um, just just really just kind of managed the game well. Um, again, I think the pace issues late in the game, you can certainly say, don't put him on the point guard. You need a good shot. Maybe you slow it down a little bit. Maybe you just make sure you get a good look. Um, I think that, you know, like I said, young player mistakes, young players tend to get sucked into frenetic paces, into, into these kind of back-and-forth battles. Um, that I think that definitely happened with the Magic. I think they definitely got caught um, against a veteran team, just kind of sucked, just kind of like lulling them into – uh, into a, a game that they can't, cannot sustain. I think that's exactly what happened. And so that's a learning point for Cole Anthony. Um, again, Cole Anthony's played really, really well, but this season's about him learning how to manage the game better. Um, like I said, I really, uh, when I watch a Cole Anthony game or I look at a Cole Anthony box score, I, I'm really not looking at the points anymore. I look at the assists. If his assists are way up, if his turnovers are, are down, um, you know, two or three is, is going to kill you. But um, if his assists are way up, I know that Cole Anthony's had a really good game because that, now he's learning how to manage the game. The shot's going to come. I have every confidence that Cole Anthony's going to figure out how to how and when to get his shots. Um, again, he only took 16 shots in this game. That's a pretty good. That's probably the right number for him. Um, but overall, 
He does such a he did such a good job just managing the game, keeping the magic in it offensively. Made some mistakes late, but those are that's that's going to be the learning lesson. That's going to be the learning point uh, for this team and for Cole Anthony. Just a really solid game from him. The Magic unable to get a lot from their bench. Jalen Suggs, he was the point guard for that bench group. Nine points, four for fourteen shooting, seven assists for him. Really struggled with the shot. I thought he forced his shot a little bit, a little bit too much. Um, not like he did early in the season. I think it was him. Uh, you know, again, I I don't necessarily have a problem with Jalen Suggs' shot selection in this game. He wasn't like missing shots at the rim like he was earlier in the year. He was taking some pull up jumpers and some step back jumpers and some tough jumpers, and those aren't good shots. But those are shots he's going to have to learn how to take. So I think. You know, we're kind of at the stage with Jalen Suggs where defenses are kind of keying in on him a little bit more, understanding that he is a, a great driver and able to get to the basket. So they're going to dare him. They're going to challenge him to hit these mid-range shots. And so like Cole Anthony learning how to manage a game, Jalen Suggs is now having to learn how to manage when to take a shot, when to attack, when to kind of look for his own, when to keep the ball moving. He's already like his assist numbers are already climbing up pretty quickly. So the playmaking is there. The ability to get others involved is there. Um, the question is going to be, can he hit those jumpers? Can he hit three-pointers specifically? Because teams are going to let him shoot threes right now. Um, if he can hit those three-pointers, then the lane is going to open back up for him. Orlando shoots 49.5% from the floor, 14 for 39 from three, only 9 of 11 from the foul line. Their inability to get to the foul line, really the big thing in this game. They turn the ball over just nine times in the game. So Orlando does a lot of really good things, and, and six of those turnovers were Wendell Carter and Cole Anthony. So they had three-piece. Um, so the Magic do a lot of really good things offensively in this game. But the issue was on the defensive side of the ball. The Bulls shoot 51.1%. They score at least 30 points um, in every quarter, but the fourth. Magic are in the same boat. So again, not a lot of defense being played overall. Um, but the Bulls shoot 51.1% from the floor, 23 of 29 from the foul line. That was a big difference in this game. DeMar DeRozan with 29 points, Zach Levine with 26, Nikola Vucevic with 18 points and 13 rebounds. Um, again, the Bull and Ayo Desunu, um hit a couple of big shots late in that fourth quarter to, to cap that run, to cap that 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 closing 11-0 run. Um, he had 13 points uh, and nine assists, so the ball was moving really, really well. Orlando with 33 assists on 46 makes. Chicago with 25 assists on 46 makes. Orlando, there were definitely some moments where DeMar DeRozan played like the all-star he is um, and, and beat the Magic set defense. So what are you going to do about that? The Magic fall to the Chicago Bulls 126-115. to 115. We'll talk about some of the Magic's rising stars and the lessons they're learning coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolution. So a month in, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. I, I, I've, I've kind of been on and off with mine. So if your New Year's resolution is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. And unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical smell, these are bars that taste really, really good. They give you that chocolate fix that your diet often will not let you have. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories. It's a much better snacking option. It'll give you that energy you need to, to recover from your workout or get you through the rest of your day. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, this is just a healthy alternative for that little energy boost late in the day. And there's so many great flavors to choose from, from coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies, and cream. 
salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before the game, the uh, Orlando Magic got some really, really good news. Um, all three of their young players, Cole Anthony, Franz Wagner, and Jalen Suggs, will be making the trip to Cleveland in a couple weeks for NBA All-Star Weekend as part of the Rising Stars game. Um, again, it's a small thing. It's no guarantee that any of them will pan out into stars. Orlando's had plenty of players in the Rising Stars game. But for a young team, for a team that is built on its youth and, and, and on its potential to see their young players, to see these young guys recognized as being some of the best first and second year players in the league. It's it, like I say about some of those games late last season, it's better that they can do it than they can't. Um, it's not, indi- it's not necessarily indicative indicative of anything, um, but it is a sign that right now they're viewed as some of the best first and second year players in the league. Now, obviously they got to continue growing and building and building, building on top of all that. And that's what so much of this season is about. You know, uh, Tuesday's game was really encouraging in a lot of ways. Tuesday's game was really exciting because we saw all the potential this team had. We saw everything that this team is capable of. We saw what these young guys can do. Franz Wagner scoring at will, just kind of getting in the paint, just, you know, making the moves that he makes. Cole Anthony, the way he's continuing to learn how to manage the game. And, and even though Jalen Suggs didn't have a great game, um, he was such a big part of the Magic success. He still found ways to contribute. He still found ways to make an impact. And these stars, these rising stars, are giving teams problems. Opponents know that they got to watch out for these guys. And again, that's that's the big compliment at the moment for, for a team like the Magic, who's struggling to, to win and struggling to to compete, that the, the, the reputation there is, okay, these guys are going to play hard. They're going to get after you. And if you're not careful, they're going to they're gonna burn you and burn you big. Magic are certainly more than capable of doing all of that. But obviously, there is still so much work to do, so much more the team can do, so much more the team has to do. Um, and, and, and what Tuesday really showed was that, yes, these young guys – are really good. The 10-0 run that the Magic used to tie the game in the fourth quarter was all about those guys. It was Franz Wagner hitting a three, Cole Anthony hitting a shot, Cole Anthony pushing the ball up to get to get it to Franz Wagner for another three-pointer, and then Cole Anthony diving on the floor for a bell play to to fight to, to tap the ball to Wendell Carter, who found Jalen Suggs for a layup. That's that's 10 points. 10 points in a blink of an eye. All because of the play of these young guys. If 
if you're a Magic fan, and yes, I understand what the draft is about. I understand what the draft lottery odds are. But if you're a Magic fan, you cannot be upset if the team wins because of these efforts, because of these these plays, because this is the team's future too. Um, and again, you want to see that these guys can put together these long stretches of positive play, these long stretches of good play. And yes, turn some of them into wins. This is something you want to see. But they also showed their youth. Um, as much as, as big as those players were in building the 10-0 lead, they were just as big in the 11-0 run that Chicago put on to, to end the game. Um, every miss, I think except for one from Gary Harris, um, which was an open three, every miss during that 11-0 run came from these young guys too. And like I said, Chicago did a really good job making the pace frenetic, getting the Magic kind of out of their comfort zone or sucking the Magic into the equally frenetic pace into a pace that the Bulls are comfortable with. Magic aren't ne- the ma- one where the Magic aren't necessarily in control, um, and that's where their youth really showed. I, I I feel like I should expand on the concept that I've been talking about the last few days. The Magic are no longer making bad team mistakes. Um, bad team mistakes are they go completely dark, you know, just bad on offense, bad on defense for five minutes, and you know, give up big runs um, in the middle of, middle of a quarter or. They just don't have the depth to sustain themselves and they find themselves down because they they just have lineups that just stink. Um, or, you know, that combination with young team mistakes is what eventually causes them to lose. That's that this team's made bad team mistakes, um, where they're just they're just not good enough to win. Those aren't the mistakes being made right now. Um, really over the last week and a half, two weeks, they're seeing the team make more. I mean, yes, young team mistakes are part of bad team mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but seeing them more make young team mistakes, you know, where the pressure at the end of a game gets to them, um, where where they allow the other team to dictate the terms of engagement uh, a little bit too much, get them out of their game, get them uncomfortable, um, where turnovers, kind of a lack of focus, you know, lack of poise, those are the things that are costing them games right now. Those are things that are costing them leads and costing them opportunities. Um, just moments where the team just hasn't experienced the moment and, and just doesn't know how to handle them. And it's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. And, you know, I think you got to give Jamal Mosley credit. He understands that that's what part of the season is, is learning these things. And it's, he's letting them learn. He's letting them make these mistakes. He's letting them improve through experience. And of course the ultimate judge is not that they make these mistakes, but that they learn from them, that they get better the next time they see them, that they're, that they improve upon themselves and, and get better. That's, that's always part of the goal too. And we've largely seen that. I mean, that's why I've continued to be optimistic about this group and about the things that Jamal Mosley's doing is because that they've generally got, they've gotten better over the course of the season so far. Um, maybe they should have started a little bit higher, a little bit better too. And I think that's a fair, fair argument to have, but They've generally gotten better, and these mistakes are getting fewer and fewer, and this team is getting better and better. This team is learning, and Tuesday was another learning experience, a tough learning experience, but one nonetheless. And the next time the Magic find themselves in this kind of a racehorse game, which they haven't been in very many of them because their offense usually can't sustain, they're going to know how to handle it. They're going to know, hopefully, how to slow the game down for themselves, how to get down and defend and be better defensively to, to make the most of these kind of offensive games. And that's ultimately what's going to help them grow. They did not have their best stuff Tuesday night, but their stars, their rising stars showed up 
made some big plays, nearly got them a win. But the Bulls were just a little bit better. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast and able to listen to us. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Thank you for thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Tomorrow, we'll have a complete recap of the Orlando Magic's game against the Indiana Pacers. Luckily for the Magic, um, there's always another game. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rothman. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.